0: Like any good Catholic mother or father, my parents did their best to keep us safe, well-fed, well-educated, and most especially striving for holiness. Often to keep our attention on the good, they would exaggerate the effects of the bad. Like, don't play with matches or you'll burn the house down. It's kind of a jump in logic, maybe. When we became teenagers and were begging for the car keys, they would say, no, you can't drive this evening. The roads are icy. You might wreck the car and kill someone. Well, that's a big stretch, too. Yes, you are going to school today. What if you miss something important and you flunk a class and you don't get into college? You're not staying here for the rest of your life, they would say. Or no, you're not going to miss mass. What if you died this afternoon with a mortal sin on your soul and then you would go to hell? And not on my watch, my mother would say. Jesus talks in a familiar way in our Gospel today. It's pretty gruesome in this sermon today with talking of chopping your hand or your foot off or tearing your eye out. Of course, Jesus doesn't intend for us to take these words literally. According to Scripture scholars, the statements are examples of rabbinic biblical exaggeration as Jesus tries to help us avoid evil and choose the good, help us to avoid evil and choose the good. In today's case, Jesus is trying to help us understand how bad sin is. He is warning us that sin corrupts our interior life and that by falling into habits of serious sin, we jeopardize our walk with the Lord and even our salvation. Parents are called to help their children on the path of holiness of life during the rite of baptism the priest or deacon instructs them saying see that the divine life which god gives him is safe from the poison of sin to grow always stronger in his heart whenever there is something that can cause uh, can poison a child we lock it up we put a safety cap on a bottle we put things out of reach sin is worse than poison it kills the spiritual life cutting us off from god so are we cautious to protect those we love from sin jesus warns his disciples about the harmful effects of sin and he let it didn't leave it at that it would be if he did it would just be an important lesson to the disciples in and of itself but of course jesus doesn't leave it at that he does not leave us sinking into spiritual quicksand, into sin. No, when we turn to Him in repentance, He lifts us up by being lifted up on the cross Himself, giving His life to take our sins away and to heal us. Of course, our bodily extremities don't have the ability to make us sin by themselves. The seat of sin is in our desires and our thoughts, That become acts of the will. While an eye or a hand or a foot cannot cause sin, the brain can. Sin is the result of the choices that we make up in our minds. As the Catechism says, a serious or mortal sin is something that we know is wrong. It's serious matter, yet we choose to do it anyway. So we sin... When we give way to slothfulness, making the decision to say, to surf through social media instead of fulfilling our responsibilities at life. We sin when we make the decision to steal from our parents at a store or at, other pla- at our places of work after convincing ourselves that it isn't that big of a deal. We sin when we tell a lie, thinking that it will get us out of something instead of just telling the truth. We sin when we neglect our prayers because we're tired or we're too busy and we decide to stay in bed on Sunday morning instead of coming to Mass to give thanks for God's many blessings each and every weekend, saying, it's just just one weekend, I'll sleep in. We sin when we give in to the temptation to gossip about our neighbor. In all these circumstances, again, we're making a choice. We are deciding to sin. So how do we overcome this weakness in each of us? First and foremost, to avoid sin, we must instill self-discipline into our lives. We avoid sin by making the fundamental decision to be the person that God calls us to be. We must choose Christ. And choosing Christ should put us, uh, push us to analyze our actions in the mind. As the mind of God, we have to make several hundred decisions each and every day, like being honest by not passing judgment on our neighbor, that we will say our prayers no matter how tired or how busy we are. And all of these little decisions must be made every day, most especially in the face of temptation. All those little decisions strengthen our resolve and lead us in the right direction instead of the wrong. So the hand, the feet, or the eye cannot sin, but of course they can be used to commit sin. Maybe the hand is used to do something we shouldn't, like picking up food and leading us into gluttonous behavior. Maybe our feet lead us to walk someplace where we shouldn't be, like an inappropriate movie or where we're tempted to spend money irresponsibly. The eye can be used for sinful purposes, such as looking at things that we shouldn't. When we talk about trying to avoid sin, it's important never to underestimate the importance of habit that conditions us to slip more deeply into sin. The first time we yield to temptation and do something wrong, we might struggle a bit, just a tinge of our conscience. But that tinge lessens each time and say by the tenth time, we're in trouble. We begin to think that we're doing what we're doing is not even a sin in the first place. And that is how the devil reels us in. That is, every time we turn to sin, he suggests that it's no big deal, that we aren't really sinning, that if we realize that we are doing something wrong, he will suggest that it isn't a big deal as he chooses, uh, encourages us to choose the wrong again. And once he has established that habit or pattern of committing sin in our lives, then he moves on to other things and tempts us with bigger and bigger sins. Yes, the devil is an expert. He knows how to draw us into his clutches. But conversely, we can resist his advances by good habits by practicing the virtues. For example, we can use our hands to distribute food at the merciful help center. We can use our feet to walk into a nursing home to minister to the elderly. We can use our eyes to notice others who are suffering, who are in depression. In other words, we fight off the bad by spontaneously performing good acts that can also become habitual leading us to the kind of life that God wants us to live. So on this 26th Sunday of ordinary time, no acts is necessary to fulfill the tenets of our gospel today. If we want to be close to God, let us do the things that actually delight him.